Hi everyone, I'm Tara Mont, and you're listening to the Trust and Thrive with Tara Mont podcast, where you can find a new episode released every Thrive Thursday. I am a current clinical psychology graduate student, passionate about all things to do with mental health, relationships, healing, self-reflection, and other topics that influence us in our everyday lives. I created this podcast to hopefully inspire others to live their most authentic life and to share insightful and honest conversations with everyday individuals and informed professionals. Although the show is not a replacement for therapy, I hope the conversations had can inspire you to look within, to practice self-compassion, to gain more awareness, and to trust the process of your unique journey. If you resonate with the message of Trust and Thrive, make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. You can also stay connected by following me on Instagram at Trust and Thrive. Thank you for being here. Now let's get right into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I hope you're all doing well, having a lovely October. I'm just so in love with Halloween and spooky season. I really love it. I mean, fall is just my favorite season. I love the holidays too, as those come up later in the year. But I just love the cozy vibes, even though it's hot in LA. (laughs) But as I've gotten older, I've just really been appreciating staying in, especially after like a long week. I've started my practicum internship. So I'm just like especially emotionally drained after that in school and work and just I want to rest and watch something spooky and also lighthearted. So I I just like am expressing gratitude for the little things like just being on the couch and having a roof over my head and having a blanket over me and cuddling with my pups. And so on this episode, as we get into it, we are going to try something new, which is exciting. I'm a little nervous about it, but mostly excited. Last week on my Instagram, I posted a poll about who you would say you struggle setting the boundaries with the most, who is hardest for you to set boundaries with. If you follow me on my Instagram and you voted, thank you. I appreciate it. And most of you said family. I had family, friends, coworkers, yourself. And then I asked another poll to get into more detail and I can read you the results. And then when it got into detail about, okay, who in your family do you struggle to set boundaries with the most? Okay, so 39% of you voted for family members, and then 26% of you said my friends or partner, 9% of you said coworkers boss, 26% of you said you struggle to set boundaries most with yourself. And then when I asked about specifically who in your family do you most struggle to set boundaries with, 75% of you said parents. I also included siblings, cousins, aunts, uncles in one category, and grandparents, And most of you said parents, which is not surprising at all. So I then asked if any of you have any questions or specific topics related to specifically boundaries with parents that you'd like me to discuss and touch on in this episode. And so I thought it'd be fun to do like a little Q&A episode um, where I'm sharing my experience with any of the questions that maybe I resonate with. 
Before we get into that, I want to make it clear that I am not giving anyone advice. I cannot give anyone advice, and that's just not ethical. Therapists don't give advice, even though I'm not one yet. Um, so I'm only speaking from my experience. I think it's also important to not give like one size fits all answers because there isn't a one size fits all answer. I can't tell you what to do. I don't know the context, the relationship. It's also not my place to do so. And so what I will be doing specifically is asking the question that came up and of course, keeping them anonymous. So they're always anonymous and sharing personal experience if I can relate or even providing maybe resources from past episodes or other resources that I feel like could be helpful. But like I said, please take this all with a grain of salt. I'm simply sharing my experience. I'm just one person. I can't relate to every scenario. And I'm also not a licensed therapist currently, so please keep that in mind. I always make that clear because I think as amazing as social media is, as this platform is, as podcasts can be, I think it can be really dangerous if we see what someone says as the one size fits all, or that's the one answer of how to deal with this parent or how to deal with this person. And every situation is so different. So even with my posts, I'm always talking from my personal experience and I acknowledge and recognize that I can't speak for everyone. So please keep that in mind. So that being said, of course, I will try to answer as many as I can, but thank you all for asking questions, for sharing topic ideas. I truly, truly appreciate it and just send love to all of you. Just a reminder that you are not alone because a lot of people had questions and similar topics, honestly. So we will definitely get into it. Let me look at a topic we can maybe start with. Okay, so this is one that a few of you actually asked and that I can really resonate with. The question is about how to set a boundary with parents if you still live at home with them. Someone else asked the same question um, set, and they added, if you still live at home with them with petty and passive aggressive parents. <laughs> to share my experience, I lived with my parents until I was 26 years old. I'm 27 right now. I literally moved out last year for the first time ever. In undergrad, I commuted. I lived at home still. And so I have a lot of experience of living with parents, especially like for most, I'd say almost half, for more than half of my 20s. And obviously going through that time in your life where you're really learning about yourself and you're growing and you're learning to explore many different parts of yourself and starting to set boundaries. I specifically, and this is, you know, I'm sending so much love to my parents if they listen to this because I do love them and acknowledge that like no one is perfect. So my situation was that I was very sheltered. I very much did not feel comfortable exploring and doing certain things that maybe I wanted to do, like go out as much. Like I went out obviously, but what you would think like a typical 25-year-old would do, like I wouldn't go places without them knowing. So one boundary that I was really working on that I did set that I feel even many adolescents may set with their parents is having space alone. And I don't know exactly what boundary, of course, you are discussing or mentioning, but this is just my experience. A big boundary for me was having my own space because I lived in a house with them and my grandpa and grandma at one point for many years, even in my 20s, I made it clear that my room was my room and you know, rest in peace to my grandma. I love her so much and miss her every day. Um, she would go into my room and go through my stuff and try to clean. And, you know, she thought she was helping and moving my stuff around. And that used to trigger me so much. I know she's a grandparent. That would sometimes happen with parents too. 
out of good intention what they thought was nice and, you know, sweet to do. But to me, it was very disrespectful of my boundary. And I didn't even know that was a boundary at the time. So the first step with that was really learning what are my boundaries? What is important to me? How can I, while I live at home, create that space? And also realizing that very likely I will experience pushback. I may have some guilt coming my way of like, oh, I was just trying to help or I'm just trying to care or things were different when I was your age kind of thing. Well, right now I'm very thankful. Um, The boundaries I set with my parents are often respected more because it's been a long process, but there was a time where guilt was especially more common. And so one of you mentioned petty and passive aggressive behavior. And I think, unfortunately, that can be really hard to deal with. And the truth is we can't control how they react, what it means to them, but we can't control how we respond. And so I know this may be hard to hear for some people because you may think, I don't want to assume, but I know I thought this, like, why do I have to be the bigger person? Why do I have to express this in a kind way if they're the one who can't respect my boundary? You know what I mean? But what I've learned is that it makes me feel good. If I can communicate my boundary in a respectful way and share that with my parents, even if they react passive aggressively or they have comments to make or they respond with guilt, I know I said what I needed to say and I realize that that's just who they are. And so I'll give you an example. In the past, I'd probably say like, oh, you're just being so annoying and like going through my stuff. Can you just leave me alone? And I would just really be frustrated. I didn't really know how to communicate my needs. So I would just kind of explode. Later on, and I tried to learn, obviously I was working with a therapist too, so that really helped. If an example was about coming into my room unannounced or going through my stuff or whatever it may be, I would express, I would share with them, hey, thank you for everything you do in the house. I really do appreciate it. Because I love you, I wanted to let you know this so that you understand where I'm coming from. For me, my room is a very safe space and it's really important to me that I feel respected in that way and that I feel like I have privacy when needed. So I wanted to share this with you so that you can understand where I'm coming from. I hope you can respect not coming into my room without knocking my door. It makes me feel very anxious, makes me feel very fill in the blank, anxious, upset, and I want to have a good relationship with you. And to do so, this would really, really help. So that's very important to me. And I would really appreciate if you would respect that. I would like to be a lot more honest with you moving forward because I do want a great relationship with you. That's an example. I know there's so much more, obviously, that could be said. And I'm not saying to say that exactly. (laughs) Of course, every parent's different too. Unfortunately, there are some that we know may not react well. And that's not something you can control. Of course, if it's out of safety of verbal abuse or other abuse that you feel like can come from your response, then that may look very different. But if you're mostly worried about like guilt or just them being passive aggressive, it may still happen. What I've noticed is that may still go on for a while. You would be surprised at how surprised the other person would be by your response. Because say, for example, maybe in the past you would raise your voice or you would say things you didn't want to say because you would get so frustrated, which is very valid. If you respond in that way, if you take the time to think about how you will respond and you approach them when you feel like you are in the right space emotionally, then you would be surprised at how surprised they are. They may not show it, but in that moment, you are automatically changing a pattern, breaking a cycle. 
you are basically without telling them, without saying it out loud, but just the way you respond to them is basically implying that I will not repeat this pattern. I do not want this kind of dynamic with you, whether or not you respond. And I think this is, and this is similar to the question too of how to set boundaries and not hurt mom. Someone asked, Um, there are a few questions on that. So a lot of this is very similar. You may not see it right away, but the change is likely happening. Maybe it won't happen. Some people are the same, especially unfortunately if you're dealing with someone who may have more narcissistic tendencies and qualities, that may look different. But if you feel like your parent is someone you can rationalize with and they're just being passive aggressive and hurt, you may be surprised at how they react over time. It may not be the first time. There are many times that I've set the same boundary with my parent. I responded in a way that I felt made me feel good because I feel gross. I feel like icky when I respond in a way that I'm not proud of. Even if they frustrate me, if I respond in a way that I feel good about, you mostly focus on why it's important to you instead of saying, oh, you always do this. You always come in my room. You always flip out. You always don't, you don't respect my space as opposed to saying, this is really important for me to feel safe in this house and I want to have a good relationship with you, which is why I would really appreciate if you hear me out and respect this. I have noticed that over time, even if the first time they don't respond well, they say, oh, well, you don't care. No, I need to come to your room. You don't know any better. No, no, no. Maybe the fifth time, maybe the 10th time you notice a little change. And I I hate to say this because it sounds like we're working with little kids. And sometimes it's the truth. Sometimes you're dealing with parents who maybe showed up in many ways in their lives, but maybe emotionally they have been stunted for reasons due to trauma or other issues that they haven't worked on. And that's not to justify their behavior. And that's also not to sound patronizing or or in not to sound dismissive of what you've been through or what they've been through. But that's just the reality for some people that you can respond maturely and in a way you feel proud of, and you will still possibly get a negative response from a parent. And that can feel so disappointing and frustrating And I say that because I want you to be prepared if that does happen, because I've been there, where you may be working on this in therapy, you may be working on this by yourself. And so when you go to them and you change the way you approach it, you may think, okay, they're going to respond well, they have to understand. And they may not. They may still feel hurt. And like, like that question says, you can't control if your mom is hurt. You can't control if your parent ends up acting passive aggressive towards you. You, while you're working on changing those patterns, it's still new to them as well. If you're living with your parents still, which can be really hard at the end of the day, I think once you get out, it makes a huge difference too, of course. But if you're there right now and while you're there, continuing to express that boundary when necessary, as hard as it may be. I wish you maybe didn't have to go through this. I wish it was easy. I wish there was a one size fits all, but that's not always the case. And the reality is, We may have to continuously set certain boundaries for people to respect them. It's exhausting. I want to validate how exhausting it is. I used to think like, why can't I just, why can't they just respect this? Why does this have to be such a process? But for some people in some relationships, it is. And that's the truth. And so I have noticed that even when I've set my boundary, I've continued to set it. I may not have seen a response that I've wanted right away. It may have even taken years, but over time, even baby steps, it's changed where I realized at one point, oh, I don't even need to bring this up anymore because 
they've respected it or it's been implied, even if they didn't say they would respect it, even if they didn't say, okay, I get it, even if they reacted negatively or they, or they made you feel bad or guilty, they're taking that in. They're listening. They're likely taking that in, even if you don't see it right away. I've noticed that with my parents, they were taking it in, even if I didn't see it right away. I wish I had a response that was like, oh, just say this and it'll all be good. But that's just not the reality of life and of a lot of situations. And for some people, it is. Maybe you tell your parents one time and they get it and they're like, okay, thanks for letting me know. But I really believe that, first of all, the way we approach it is the most important because it's not necessarily just about them. It's about making ourselves feel good, too. Like, I want to know that I approached it in a way that felt right to me and that I didn't feel like I was attacking anyone and that I said what I needed to say, that even if they don't respect it, even if they react in a way that, you know, maybe is disappointing, I approached it in a way that I'm proud of. So that's my long-winded answer. I almost feel like that honestly touched on a lot of similar topics. And someone asked about boundaries with a narcissistic parent and how to set them which is such a hard topic. I'm going to recommend an episode I did on the show. I just want to first validate how difficult that can be living with a narcissistic parent or often with that kind of parent. Unfortunately, boundaries are just like not respected to a point where they may gaslight you. You may feel terrible about yourself. The guilt is real. It's just really, really difficult. So that's something I'm hoping that, you know, whether you're working with a professional or therapist, you can discuss But a big part of that from what I've experienced and learned about is acceptance, as hard as it may be, accepting that they very likely may not respect your boundary. It's not fair. It's not something that you should have to go through. But a big part of working through that is realizing that you can say everything in the right way. You can do everything in the right way and your parents may still react a certain way. And a few, I've actually got a few questions on dealing with parents who don't listen to you, crying, even when you're crying, um, a parent who, my mother left me crying, she didn't even flinch, a lot of different scenarios that are very similar. And I'm so sorry that you had to go through that for whoever shared that with me, which I appreciate your vulnerability. And, and I first want to say that that says nothing about you as a child. That says nothing about you. And I'm so sorry you had to go through that and that you were vulnerable enough and maybe didn't receive the response that you needed. And so I want to recommend, especially for to anyone who asks about narcissistic parents or parents who like don't even respond when you're crying and in those moments, I would really, I'll include this in the show notes of the episode and a few other episodes that relate because I've done some episodes with guests who focus on these topics. So I've done two episodes on growing up with a narcissistic parent. Episode 76 with Roxana Softia is the episode Growing Up with a Narcissistic Parent. And I also did another episode on that topic that I will also include in the show notes of this episode. Another question I got was, are setting boundaries even when you no longer live with them? Fear of manipulation, fights, yelling when they hear no. That's very real. And that's something I deal with now because I don't live with my parents. So I thought it was a good transition to go from setting them when you live at home versus when you don't live at home anymore. And like I've said, every situation is so different. For me, I live about like 30, 40 minutes away from my parents. And I still have a lot of boundaries that I do set over text, over phone calls, whatever it may be. And even just like the time boundaries that I set. 
I think one of the beautiful things about not living at home is that if you go, do you ever like go back home if you don't live with your parents anymore? And all of a sudden you feel like you're mentally like 10. Like I just react in the same way sometimes. I'm like, how am I back in this place like emotionally, mentally? It's very interesting. Um, But that fear is real, that hesitation is real. And whatever, you know, for me, a huge trauma response that I have dealt with is freeze. I just shut down. So I feel that in my body and I listen to how my body reacts when I'm in that environment sometimes and not all the time. I'm not trying to say like, Anytime I visit my parents, I think that. But, you know, in many instances, it does come up for me just because there are symptoms and ways I reacted that I wasn't even aware of growing up that now affect me. So getting back to the question, a beautiful part of living out of your parents' home is that if something happens when you're over or a boundary is not being respected, you have the ability and the privilege to leave. You can get up and go and even share like, okay, if this is going to be a topic that is continuously discussed, I'm going to leave. If I'm continuously asked about, say, for example, when I'll have kids or this ex I don't want to discuss, I will be leaving. And they may think, oh, that sounds harsh or that's, you're being dramatic. They may make you even feel like crazy or you can't handle a conversation, whatever it may be. But no, it's you respecting yourself enough to know what triggers you, what bothers you, and to let them know. You're letting your loved one know that this hurts me. I don't feel safe. If their initial response is to make you feel like you need to get over it, that's saying a lot. And so it's really, really hard when you're in that moment because if that's all you're hearing and if that's something you heard growing up of like the guilt of like, oh, we love you, you don't love us, oh, you won't stay, whatever it is, then it's easy to assume that like, oh, that's just normal and it's also very common to get sucked into that. And I do all the time. My guilt, like I deal with guilt all the time, even as I'm aware of it, even even as I discuss it on the show, even as I like do work related to this, I'm aware of how it affects me and it still affects me because I'm human and these emotions are real. So I first want to validate and remind you that if those feelings still come up when you set those boundaries with them, whether you feel them start to gaslight you or guilt you, the emotions that come up are valid. They It may not be true. It may not be fact. So for example, you may think, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. I feel like a terrible daughter. Okay, it's normal to feel bad because you're working through that emotion, but it's not fact that you're a terrible daughter. And that just goes with unlearning beliefs and messages that you maybe learn growing up about what it means to set boundaries, what it means to listen to my needs, what it means to say no. And so similar to how I answered the last question, you have the right to express your need in a way that is making it about you and what's important to you. And you also have the right to leave and get up and go. And that's obviously not the same for individuals who may live at home. If you have a safe space, if you drive, if you can go on public transport, if you can get picked up and leave the actual environment when you really, really, really don't feel respected out of safety, that's important too. And that's not you avoiding. If there's not a productive conversation going on and someone's just making you feel so bad and not listening, I would get up and go. And I would make that clear. And I would even say that I need some time to think about this. So like I said, I'm only speaking from my experience and I don't have the context of these questions, for example. So you may think, okay, that had nothing to do with what my situation is, which would totally make sense. 
I hope you were able either way to take something from this episode. And I just hope you know you're not alone. And it's such it's such a tough journey. It's such a tough journey. It's like so exhausting. And so I want to validate anyone who is on this journey of learning to set boundaries and honor their needs. It's it's quite a long one. It's definitely exhausting, but so, so worth it. And just, I think of all the future generations who are hopefully going to benefit from this. So I want to thank you again for asking questions. If I didn't get to your question now, I will try to touch on it in another episode. Feel free to even message me, let me know, leave a comment so that I'm reminded of it. And if you've been enjoying the show and you want to leave a rating and review um, either about this topic specifically, let me know if you enjoyed this specific episode, any other episode. I'd really, really, really appreciate it. Dated, make sure to follow at Trust and Thrive on Instagram and TikTok. And also I have a free boundary worksheet with a few questions that have helped me in my personal life when it comes to boundary setting. And so you can download it for free. I'll also include that link in the show notes of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this style of episode. Let me know. And that being said, I'm wishing you all a wonderful rest of your week. And I'm sending love to anyone who is working on setting boundaries with their parents, with their partners, with their friends, with their coworkers, themselves, whoever it may be. That being said, we will be back with a new episode next Thrive Thursday. <laughs>